Hi, it's Mark Sisson from MarksDailyApple.com. Enjoy this audio narration of a recent MarksDailyApple.com post by Tina Lehman. Subscribe to this podcast channel so you don't miss anything from the blog and read my daily posts on living awesome and much more at MarksDailyApple.com. Does the fasting mimicking diet live up to the hype? Walter Longo is a leading fasting researcher. Since the early 2000s, he's been one of the top guys running legitimate fasting studies in cancer patients, regular people, and of course, rodents. He's gotten great results, elucidating the idea that fasting causes human cells and tissues to enter survival mode, which allowed them to survive the withering effects of cancer treatment. I've cited many of his studies in previous posts. Several years ago, he came up with an easier way to induce the fasting effect in people, the fasting mimicking diet, FMD. Instead of having people skip food altogether, which may not sound crazy to readers of this blog, but probably does to most people, he designed a low-calorie five-day diet for people to follow at periodic points throughout the year. Longo thinks the FMD is the best way for people to reduce their risk of aging-related diseases, extend lifespan, and live healthier, longer lives. It's designed to give cancer patients and other people access to the benefits without the mental deprivation that often accompanies true fasting. The five-day FMD is a low-protein, high-to-moderate-carb, moderate-fat diet. The first day is 1,090 calories with 10% from protein, 56% from fat, and 34% from carbohydrates. The next four days are 725 calories with 9% protein, 44% fat, and 47% carbohydrates. Most of the fat is polyunsaturated and monounsaturated. The protein is plant-based. The carbs come from nuts, seeds, legumes, and grains. He even came up with a shelf-stable package of FMD food called Prolon. Instead of weighing and measuring your carrots and mac nuts and olives, you could just buy the five-day supply of dry food and be on your merry way. It's certainly an attractive idea, a shortcut to fasting. But does it live up to the hype? Does it truly improve lifespan in humans? Well, there's certainly nothing wrong with it. Let's get that off the table. It's a fine idea. Certainly better than what most people do. I just don't know if it offers unique benefits to healthy people interested in extending their lives that other eating plans like keto, primal, or intermittent fasting don't offer. Let's take a look at some of those benefits. In rodents, the FMD has been shown to do some pretty cool things improve lipids numbers, reduce body weight and fat, activate autophagy, rejuvenate damaged organs like the pancreas and type 1 diabetes, reduce cancer occurrence, and extend life. The one human trial done last year also got positive results. It improved lipids, reduced body fat and body weight, lowered blood pressure, lowered fasting glucose, reduced CRP, a marker of inflammation, and reduced IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor. But there are some issues with the human study. The subjects weren't entirely healthy at baseline. They were, quote, generally healthy. And there's a difference. Over half were obese or overweight. 
the average body fat percentage was 34%. No one was about to keel over, but those weren't lean athletic types. Additionally, we don't quite know what they ate before starting the trial, but the average American doesn't have a great track record when it comes to dietary quality. They may very well have been going from a standard American diet full of junk food to the healthier approach promoted by the researchers. They got healthier, they lost weight and body fat, their biomarkers improved, suggesting a reduction in risk for some of the diseases that characterize aging. That's real, but it's also not unique to the fasting-mimicking diet. Furthermore, the people who were the most overweight and unhealthy at baseline reaped the greatest benefits. The lean, healthy people saw fewer benefits, which is understandable, they had fewer problems to solve. The meatiest results came in rodent studies. The human study shows that overweight and obese folks can really benefit from the proprietary fasting-mimicking diet, but that's about it. It doesn't show increased lifespan. The study was too short. It doesn't show organ rejuvenation. Didn't measure. It doesn't show reversal of type 2 diabetes. Didn't try. All those things could very well happen in humans, and I wouldn't be surprised, but for the time being, these effects have only been shown in rodents. We're not rodents, as I've made explicitly clear before, and you can hopefully surmise by your own lived experience. I see another major problem to Longo's approach and the crux of his argument. It's predicated on the idea that lower IGF-1 is a good thing. Older folks with lower IGF-1 levels have a lower risk of cancer. That's true. That's important assuming the connection is causal, and there's good reason to believe that it is. IGF-1 participants in the etiology of ovarian cancer is involved in breast cancer, helps sustain cancer cell viability, and affects the prognosis of non-small cell lung cancer, just to name a few. As a growth promoter, IGF-1 has the potential to promote the growth of cancer cells. But IGF-1 levels also have a curious association with all-cause mortality. It's U-shaped, meaning both super-lower levels and super-high levels are linked to increased mortality risk, and that there's a sweet spot somewhere between where IGF-1 is helping, not hurting. Lower isn't always better. Somewhere in the middle is the best for longevity and for quality of life and overall health. IGF-1 does some good things, after all. We don't manufacture it in order to kill ourselves. Resistance training, for example, spikes IGF-1. The increase actually mediates the increase in strength, the beneficial adaptation to the training. Is Longo or any other longevity researcher going to suggest that lifting weights is bad for lifespan and health? Okay, I'm sure there's someone. IGF-1 counters age-related muscle wasting. I can't think of a more important physical characteristic for older adults than lean muscle mass. IGF-1 builds bone strength. Older women with higher IGF-1 levels have stronger bones, and IGF-1 is necessary for bone formation. This goes hand-in-hand hand with increasing muscle strength, as resistance training famously builds both muscle and bone. IGF-1 is necessary for metabolic health. When you inject type 2 diabetic patients with IGF-1, their blood sugar drops, insulin sensitivity increases, and lipids improve. Dying from cancer is awful, 
Dying in general from any number of other maladies is also bad. We can all agree that we want less of both types of death. We also want good muscle strength, bone mass, metabolic function, and all the rest. Perhaps I've come off a bit too harsh on FMD. I don't intend to. Longo is a great researcher, and the fasting-mimicking diet obviously works. Where I take issue is the assertion that it's uniquely beneficial for longevity and health, or that lower IGF-1 is what we should all be striving for. That simply hasn't been proven. It may be true, but I suspect the reality is far more complex than that. And that's what I have for you today, everyone. Thanks so much for listening, and have a wonderful day.